Hello, everybody, and welcome to Please Consume Responsibly, the media consumption podcast where we talk about the media that we've consumed. Responsibly. Maybe. Over the last two weeks. I'm AJ. And I'm Tara. And that was perfect. And we did it. How's it going? We can leave now. We can leave. Yeah, we're good. All right, see ya. Thanks for listening so much. Um, We're back. We We were so sick. We were both sick at the same time. It sucked. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, it was really rough. And you'd think, you'd think that being sick gives us more time to responsibly consume media. No. But we truly just watched one show. Yeah. Like fully watched one show. The whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole season. Yeah. I do. Um, th- oh, that was that was True Detective. We watched all of True Detective. And can I tell season you, season one, season now one. Now that I've ha- I've I've uh, kind of marinated in it for a little bit. Yeah. It's an okay show. It mm. was okay. Yeah. I obviously enjoyed it in the moment, and I wanted to keep watching and like the episode to episode kind of like you know bait to keep watching. Mm-hmm. It was definitely there. It was present. Mm-hmm. But like looking back, did I have a fun time? Not really. <laughs> I just happened to watch it. Now, why why do you think you had a bad time? Because I was can't... it that the characters were unlikable? Yes, yes. you know me. Yeah, <laughs> can't have those unlikable characters. Depth? No, never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like you know. I need my I need my characters nice and digestible. Yeah, that that's fair. They're they're extremely unlikable. And it was it was Woody Harrelson, who yes. I love in real life. Yes, and I love that I can say that because um, most times when somebody is an unlikable character, I'm just like oh, I hate them in real life got too. It, got it, got it. Because I'm also shallow. But Matthew McConaughey was also in it. He was terrible in it. Um, yeah, they were not both... terrible actors. Just the characters were terrible, and I just couldn't stand it. And honestly, happy it's over. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. So I get, it's over. Yeah, but, you know. it's done. It was fun to watch it. I, like this is my third time watching it. I really enjoyed the mystery. Yeah, but I also enjoy stuff that is cult adjacent. Mm-hmm. So you put that in there, and I'm good to go. Right. Hate uh, to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. Yeah. Keep on running back and forth. Uh, Soccer team. Cold as a winter's day. Hot as a summer's eve. What is this? Ooh, baby. I'm stuck to you like glue. What is it? Is Justin Bieber's? Ooh, it's a... Call me Mr. Flintstone. I can make your bad ride. Oh, my God. What is that? I don't know. Uh, It was... They played at the middle school dances. I don't remember what it is. Anyway. We (laughs) also started watching Bloodline. (gasps) Bloodlines? Bloodline? Bloodline. Just one. Bloodline. It's on Netflix. So good. Really, really good. Because, uh, sorry. No. I was going to say, I started it and then I was like, AJ, you have to watch it. So I no. watched it twice. No. You know what? Let's hash this out right here. Okay. Go ahead. What do you think happened? You started watching the first episode. And I said, oh, Bloodline, I want to watch this. And then I went downstairs and did some work and then came back upstairs and you were halfway through the second episode. And I was like, oh, I thought you would wait for me to watch it. And you said, oh, I didn't know you wanted to watch it. <laughs> because here's the thing. You never told me that you wanted to watch it. I came it. and I said, oh, I wanted to watch this. You said, I said, hey, I'm going to watch this new show. No, you were already watching. And you said, okay, great. And then you left and I watched it. And then okay, I it was doesn't matter because we're, we're both on episode five now. <laughs> it's okay. I rewatched them because I felt guilty because I, I really didn't hear you say that you wanted to watch it's it. Fine. And I did it anyway. It's really, um, really good. So it's, now we're caught up. It's really interesting. I had no idea what it was about. I had only heard about yeah, it from the ads for the latest season. I, I didn't even know it existed. I never saw any ads for yeah. it. And I thought it was just a show about Linda Cardellini. Right. But it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's about the whole bloodline. Imagine that. Yeah. And also, guess who's in it? Ben Mendelsohn. I love Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn's great. I love him. He's in The Outsider, which we mm-hmm. are obsessed with now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, 
please sign me up for more Ben Mendelsohn because yeah. I was burned by two other guys, Woody Harrelson and <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. And I, I just needed a palate cleanser. I needed yeah. a Mendelsohn palate cleanser. Yeah. And I got well, it. He, to be fair, he is, or at least for the first couple episodes is the unlikable one. <laughs> but like, I have a crush on him. So mm. you can't take that away. And you saw his full butt. His butt was his in full it. butts like, in his the first naked episode. But yeah, like what a way yeah. you had to keep me in, you know, anyway. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Please we, let something us know we, if you like Ben Mendelsohn too I want to talk to somebody about it Anyway Sure Something we did watch a lot of this week was uh, TikToks We did We watched a lot of TikToks That was like the last our, our pre-falling asleep routine Yeah I would, we would be, just watch a little Yeah I'd be reading or something And then I would put my book down And you'd be like You want to watch some TikTok? And so we would watch like a 30 minute TikTok, TikTok compilation on YouTube There were some good ones There's some good ones There's some really rough ones you there's can, some you can absolutely tell the kind of person that made each compilation yeah. like you could tell if they were a teenager you could tell if they yeah. were a teen boy yeah because like the ones that they thought were funny were absolutely not funny yeah. so like it's good to know yeah you can tell the kind of personalities but yeah tiktoks yeah. are great mm-hmm. i love Char- charlie Dem- i don't know i didn't know who she was she's the girl with the middle part that lives in the the off-brand lives in a pineapple teen- Top 10, Team 10 house. Oh, the Team 10. Oh, it's the TikTok Team 10 house. TikTok Team 10. That's called the Hype House. Um, And she's just like the cutest little 15 year old girl. She does is those little dances and then that's it, you know? Well, that's not it. She gets paid a lot. Yeah. I don't really get it, but like she's super cute and I like to watch. Yeah. So there's that. Sure. TikTok is, I, I still haven't like fully got on, on the train. I think I might have. I, it, I, it just kind of missed me, you know, I kind of, I kind of missed the whole, the TikTok train. W- once Vine was dead, I'm like, I've, I've moved on, Yeah. but I'll enjoy them from time to time. Yeah. Speaking so. of Vine, Byte is out now. Vine too. <coughs> it looks exactly like TikTok. Yeah. It looks pretty much like TikTok. Interface wise. Yep. So hopefully that sis will pop off soon. Yep. All right. Okay. We've been going for five minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any, any other actual stuff? No. I, like yeah, right? I said, like we got sick it. and we watched one thing and yeah. that was it. Um, I just feel like we're trying to milk this. Yeah. The we usually have like, stuff. You, like for, so, since we started doing the two week intervals, yeah. we've had like too much stuff going in mm-hmm. and I feel like I have nothing. This right. Week. Yeah. It's, um, it really was. We were wiped the heck out. Yeah. But yeah. we're back in action. Get your we're, flu shots, everyone. We didn't have the flu. Well, yeah, but you know, immunity. Even if you hurt immunity, everyone, even if you get the flu shot, you could still get the flu. Yeah. But you should still get the flu shot because it's not about you. It's about the people who can't get the flu shot because their immune system's not as good. Right. Herd immunity. H-E-R-D. Herd. Herd immunity. Heard that. So. Also get vaccinated in your children too. <laughs> we I also even... watched a couple of debates, I guess. Oh, I don't want to talk about that I don't. at all. They are so hard to watch. I'm going to talk about politics though, a little bit. My Ooh, main dish. Yeah. Who goes first this week? I. I think you do. Wow, we were a little off from each other. That well, was would, rough. You didn't keep going up. Oh, I didn't know we were keep going up. Being, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm oh, we also went to Philly. Oh yeah, we went to Philly. That was nice. That was good. Just checking the notes from last week. You went first last week. All right. So, so I go first this week. So AJ, what? What is your main dish? My main dish is a podcast I've been listening to since about 2016 called Welcome to Night Vale. 
You love this podcast. I really, really love Welcome to Night Vale. I was aware of it before I started really listening to podcasts, but I didn't really know what it was because it's kind of tough to explain. So I'm going to do my best right mm -hmm. now. And they actually have on their website, welcometonightvale.com, a really good description and kind of also the description gives you a vibe of kind of what the show is like. Uh, so I'm just going to read that. Yeah. Welcome to Night Vale is a twice monthly podcast in the style of community updates for the small desert town of Night Vale, featuring local weather, news, announcements from the sheriff's secret police, mysterious lights in the night sky, dark hooded figures with unknowable powers, and cultural events. And so it's just like, <laughs> it's a weird town in the desert somewhere in the United States. Called Night Vale? Called Night Vale, mm -hmm. where it's weird stuff happens, but they just pretend it's regular stuff. It's, it's, fi it's fictional, right. clearly. <laughs> Um, and they don't pretend it's regular stuff. They they see it as regular stuff, the, the weird things, like the sheriff's secret police and all this stuff. Uh, and <laughs> it was created by Jeffrey Craner and Joseph Fink in 2012. In an interview with NPR, Jeffrey Craner said he came up with the idea of a desert town where all conspiracy theories were true, and they just kind of rolled with that. <laughs> huh, I like it. So it's just like, you know, there is a secret police force. There are floating lights in the desert. Like, they're just like all, all the conspiracy theory stuff or conspiracy adjacent things you've heard are true, and right. they do exist in this town in Nightvale. And they are just regular things in, mm -hmm. in, this, in this town. Like, the... The city council is a hive mind of 12 people, and they're all just like one entity, pretty much. Right. Uh, and so whenever they address the city council, they say, the city council said, like, all, at, you know, in a, in a chorus of 12 voices or something. And it's just like the same sentence, because yeah. it's like all 12. So it's really, really fun to listen to. Uh, when I first started listening to it, I had a hard time getting used to the weird stuff, because I it, it seemed kind of like... It was trying really hard to be like, we're weird. Uh, okay. But I don't know. After listening to a couple of episodes and kind of hearing or, or, or that not being my main focus while listening to it, mm -hmm. I actually really love that part of it now because uh, there it, it is genuinely good storytelling. The music is really good. Disparition is the, the producer and writes all the music for the show. Just really atmospheric, kind of vibey, very good music. And it's so, so like the vibe is, is and the storytelling is, is just as much a part of Night Vale as like the, the little weird stuff. So and, you learn to appreciate that side more. Right. Yeah. So you, yeah. so you kind of like, you hear that stuff and you're like, oh, this is, this is funny. But like, I know this isn't what all this show has to offer. So I right. think when you first start listening to it, especially if you just kind of get into the middle of it, it's just like, I don't know anything that's happening because there are some kind of overarching storylines. So if you just start listening, it's like, I don't know what's going on. Why is this guy talking about a, a meteor that just landed in the middle of the desert? Just like it's a regular thing and not like some super weird thing. But that just is what the show is. Yeah. And you listen to a couple episodes and you, you kind of get that vibe and you, you figure it out. So they started, they, they've published some original stories in, in the forms of, of live shows. They have basically transcripts of, of episodes. They have, I think, four volumes now of just all the transcripts from every episode. So you can get that. They have regular books and they have a vinyl, a vinyl oh, wow. of their first audiobook. It's just, it's the whole audiobook. You have one of the books, on a right? Yeah, I have two of them, actually. I have Welcome to Night Vale, which is their first book. And I have uh, that red one on the second shelf is Alice Isn't Dead, which is a book based on another series that they produced uh, because in 2015 they started Night Vale Presents and they started releasing their own uh, spin-off stuff okay. that's like in the same kind of not exactly in the same world as Night Vale but in the right. same kind of vibe as Night Vale just like weird semi like horror sci-fi storytelling uh, and that's all really really 
really cool. But the episode I want to talk about specifically is episode 162. It was the episode that came out uh, last week at time of recording. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it follows, uh, it's called Alpha. And it follows the story of Amelia Anna Alfaro, who is a citizen of Nightvale, who has just always been the best at everything. In the description, it says it's part one of five. Uh, and they'll do this Ooh. every once in a while where they'll have like several episode long story arcs. Uh, they're usually not as laid out as, as this, where it's like, this is part one. Like, there was this one where, where there's a character who's, it's always his 30th birthday. <laughs> and every like three or four episodes, it'd be like, oh, hey, it's, it's this guy's birthday again. And it was pretty much the exact same episode, except it would have different interjections from the guy whose birthday it is. Oh, that's funny. But everything else is like, oh, it's his birthday again. We have to sell it. And he's like always turning 30. And that was, that was an overarching story through the season. That was really, really interesting, actually, the more you listened to it. But like, that's one of those things where like, if you were just listening to it, it's like, why am I listening to this guy's birthday announcement? Mm-hmm. Like, this doesn't make any sense. This isn't, this isn't interesting, but it really is. Um, so this is part one of five. And I think I bring up this episode because every episode I, I listen to, I really, really enjoy. But I right. bring up this episode specifically because I think this is a really good entry point um, for people who are intimidated by podcasts that have a high number of episodes. Uh, and so like oh, I said, Oh, that's me. Yeah. Like that's I said, like what happened to me when I looked at Sufjan Stevens Spotify page. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know where to start. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to listen to all 10 Christmas volumes first. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, so this is episode 162, like I said. So, you know, there's 161 episodes before this one right. where stuff has happened and the town has changed in, in ways and blah, blah, blah. But you don't really need to know. You don't need to know any of that stuff going into this episode. It just kind of gives you the story of this woman's life, Amelia Anna Alfaro, from when she was born and she's been really, really good at everything to uh, her, I don't know, 30s, I guess. And then it ends and then there's going to be a part two at some point. But the whole thing is told from the point of view of a radio announcer named Cecil Baldwin. Uh, And it's so, it's like he's just kind of narrating all the events that are happening in this town at all times. And he somehow knows everything. (laughs) Um, And he just speaks as every character. So it's like, if people are having conversations, he'll kind of go back and forth with kind of different inflections for both characters. Sometimes they'll have special guests on, like Mara Wilson, uh, who was Matilda. Matilda? Yeah. Yeah, she's been on it. Retta from (sighs) Parks and Rec and and that new show. Good Girls. Yeah, Good Girls. She's uh, a character. So they'll have special guests come on and they're, they're all very fun and weird in their own ways. Uh, and they contribute to the whole story of Night Vale um, in a really fun way. But yeah, so I think this episode is a good one to get into because you don't really need any previous knowledge. You kind of That's just need nice. to know the general conceit yeah. that it is like a radio show. You're just going to hear this one guy talk the entire time about some events that are happening. And then you're also going to, you know, some weird things are going to happen and they're just going to play them off like they're regular stuff. They're normal. Like they're normal. Yeah. Uh, so I have a little clip that I'm going to play. It's about a minute long that I think one really sums up the vibe of this episode and two really sums up the vibe of Night Vale as a whole. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to play that right now. Amelia learned to walk at four months and to talk at six months. She read Plato's Republic for the first time at age four. She taught herself German and began to write sonnets in that language at age seven. At age 10, she won her first engineering competition after designing a concrete canoe that could float, even on the most turbulent water. There is no body of water in Nightvale, so she had to prove her work using a software she wrote that generated three-dimensional models to corroborate her advanced mechanical physics formulas. She even won the state spelling bee five years in a row from ages 9 to 13. Her streak was only broken when the spelling bee was canceled after the sponsors lost their dictionary. 
Amelia was always the best. And her mother knew it. So that's like the vibe. (laughs) I want to keep listening. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And his voice too. Oh, Cecil Baldwin's voice. His actual last name is not Baldwin, but his first name is Cecil. His voice is, is so nice to listen to and Wait, like, in real life and that's what he sounds like in real life that is just oh his God, regular wow. ass voice um Jeez. yeah absolutely incredible so what does it pop off or is it just S- this guy telling a story some episodes kind of pop off but they are always him telling a story mm. um every episode of night vale is that guy telling it. every episode of night vale is that guy telling a story there are some exceptions where there will be like different hosts. Like there was one uh, a few months ago where it was like an alternate dimension for other story reasons that like stuff got flipped into an alternate dimension. Um, it does get vaguely like horror storytelling mm. at some points uh, okay. where it's like scary stuff will happen. Um, but it's all kind of played off in that kind of tone by Cecil telling you the story and like stuff will happen to Cecil got and it'll it. always be like, Oh, I just got back. Like I was just kidnapped and now I'm back. <laughs> like here's what happened. And he like tells That's you the funny. story. So yeah, that is the vibe of the whole series. Got it. Um, cool. But yeah, the first episode I listened to was the end of a series called who's a good boy, uh, which is about a dog that comes to the night Vale dog park. Love it. And, uh, I think just starts like possessing people or like killing people. Uh, and it, I read a little bit about it cause I didn't know what was going on when I was listening to it. Yeah. I just knew that it was like weird and kind of creepy. Uh, and it's just like the dog is the devil. Huh. <laughs> so like the devil just came to like the mail. goat in the Vivitch. <laughs> yeah. Like the goat in the Vivitch spoilers <laughs> for the Vivitch, I guess. Oh shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's my recommendation. Uh, it's night Vale episode one sixty two alpha. Uh, wow. I would also recommend, you can also check out, I, I will put this in the description, they have like a starter guide mm-hmm. on their website of episodes they think that you could listen to without knowing anything oh, and kind of get helpful. the vibe. And it like starts that. at like episode like nine and then there's like, you know, every, every I don't know, it's like five or six episodes, whatever, they'll pull some out and then they have some some of the mini story arcs as well, including the guy whose always 30th birthday it is. Um, all those episodes are like compiled onto that page. So That's if you so want, helpful. yeah, if you want kind of a starter thing, um, to kind of get the story of Night Vale more of a whole, as opposed to just kind of starting off now. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole story of Night Vale is kind of on that starter guide. In the link in the description, like I said. Love it. Yeah. So let's, let's take a break. I want to listen to the rest of that episode. All <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. See you soon. Bye. Right around my lips, right on my fingertips, right around my lips, right on my fingertips, right around my lips. have returned and have also just left for the blood space wars that's a reference to a night veil vale episode thank you wow congrats <laughs> tara <laughs> yeah what's your main dish all right my main dish is also a podcast hey, wow big, look at us go big listener energy here today yeah um so <laughs> what um so this is a podcast that i've talked about before i think you've also talked about it factually by yeah. uh, adam conover yeah i don't know if we we've just kind of talked about it tertiarily yeah yeah love that when you, word. When you talked about uh jvn's podcast right this came up too because this is a great also a fantastic podcast yeah, really good well. podcast yeah um so the i'm specifically talking about an episode every episode he uh it's kind of like the same thing as jvn actually he talks to an expert in a certain field uh about a topic and that's kind of it and that's about every 
pretty much every episode he talks about climate change he mm-hmm. talks about big tech mm-hmm. which is the episode that i really like yeah um it's from july that he doesn't have numbered episodes but it's called big tech workism and killing companies in the crib with scott galloway who is a professor of business at nyu yes so oh my <laughs> i say God. yes like i know <laughs> yes of course scott galloway <laughs> um this one there are so many moments where i was just like fuck yeah. <laughs> like oh shit yeah <laughs> kind of moments um so every episode adam at the beginning before the host or the guest comes on he talks about the topic yeah. and his like personal relationship with the topic and he was talking about how when the internet came out he was using it as like I he was I using might... live journal a lot yeah. and that's something that I never heard of until I started listening to Reply All. And they talk about Live Journal all the time. You'd never heard of Live Journal? No. I had to use Live Journal for one of my English classes in college. What? Yeah, it was what we used to to do like journal entries and stuff. We literally did live journal entries. What year? Twenty fifteen. What? <laughs> okay, like I don't know where I was, but when I got my first iPhone, I was on Instagram and Facebook. And that's where I started. Sure. You know, I was using AIM on the computer. Yeah. But like I was using AIM on my NV2. Oh my god! I wasn't allowed to use the internet on my on my cell phones. I don't know if I was either, but I <gasps> did. Sorry, mom and dad. I think they had smartphones, so we had the 3G capabilities. Yeah, but I had an MV2, so I wasn't. We had the capabilities, but I wasn't allowed to use it. And I remember, <laughs> if I wanted something on my phone, I would have to use my dad's laptop to get it. And one time, I gave my dad a virus yeah. because I wanted the ringtone "I Like It" by Enrique Iglesias featuring <laughs> Pitbull so bad that I I gave my dad a virus. And for then he it. made you smoke the whole pack. <laughs> Like if you catch your kids smoking one cigarette, then you force them to smoke. Oh you force them to smoke the entire pack, so they never want to smoke ever again. No, it's just a classic parenting thing. You wouldn't oh, understand. You're not, you're not a parent. Okay. Anyway, let's talk about big tech. Um, <laughs> so Adam talks about how he used Live Journal and how the internet was so different in like 2004 compared to now. Obviously, it's just like pretty much ruled by four companies mm-hmm. which is really uh, scott wrote a book about this called mm-hmm. either the big four or the four it's about amazon facebook google and apple and it's how these huge conglomerates own everything and we can't do anything about it and it sucks <laughs> <laughs> um so one example that like a good example that adam uses about just like how these companies kind of gain control it was just like when youtube popped up I forget the year it came. 2005, six. So when it came up, it was the only website dedicated to video. Yeah. And it had a monopoly overnight on streaming video. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's, that's how they just, these companies just have monopolies over everything. And yeah, so they talk a lot about that and they talk about how it's impossible to be a startup, (laughs) like a tech startup in this economy because you either breakthrough mm-hmm. and your goal is to be acquired by these big mm-hmm. tech companies or you are killed in the crib which is basically what they mean by that which i learned is you're not even allowed to become a company because yeah. you just won't you won't break through right. you won't compete against google or facebook or <laughs> apple or amazon mm-hmm. and scott uh galloway is like a huge critic of big tech even though he founded like nine startups or something like he is a capitalist yeah <laughs> and also he hates uh tech companies like yeah he's huge t- so it was he knows really, how the system works right it was just like a very it's fucked up it's a very interesting perspective that he had yeah so 
the one the the basic theme that he was talking about with these tech companies is like you know facebook gets away with xyz like putting anti-vax ads everywhere and those do really well like Facebook does a lot of bad stuff and they get away with it because they claim that they're a platform right? and they're not, you know, and like, that's, that's, there's all these like loopholes that these media companies can find like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, we're technically not a media company. We're just like a host or a platform Mm -hmm. and like the individual should be responsible for, for this. And Adam, uh, talks about how in the early aughts, I guess, um, when, companies were trying to take down Google and Facebook and when like LimeWire and what's the other one? Yeah. Like (laughs) the owners of the music and the MP3 that were being illegally downloaded wanted to take down Google because they were using Google to find these. Right. You know, and Google's like, well, you know, I'm just a platform. I can't do anything about it. And like, that was actually acceptable. Like we didn't want people to take down Google because it was like the individual criminal's fault. It wasn't Mm -hmm. Google's fault. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what's happening now. And we're like, oh wait, maybe that's not so good because they can just like get away with all this stuff. Yeah. And oh my God, it's just like, makes my blood boil, you know? So Scott Galloway talks about how all these companies are just like huge, huge conglomerates and it's really hard to take them down. And they're also just killing all these other industries and all these other companies because they own so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And he really said that it's like unheard of that a company would get this big and dangerous without having regulations. Facebook? Yes. Like when AT&T was really big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They split it up because it needs to be regulated because it can't have a monopoly over everything else, you know? (sighs) So I mentioned that he's a business professor at nyu Mm -hmm. and the one thing that he said which i hated hearing (laughs) was he's like it's really sad because a lot of students come to me and they're in the media you know field in college and they're like i want to break into the digital media the digital marketing industry because that's where the money is like that's that's what's booming right now and he's like it's only booming if you get a job at facebook or google or any of those big tech companies because if you don't, you'll be working at like print or TV, which is like a declining industry. Mm-hmm. So like, and that's kind of the same model of like a startup wanting to be acquired right. by these big companies. It's just like, that is the end goal is to work for these companies because right. like we don't have any other choice, Yeah, you know? And that's kind of the main theme of like, we don't have a choice, <laughs> Yeah, which really sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also talks about... Which I'm just like trying, I'm picking some of the things that like stood out to me the most. I definitely recommend listening to the whole entire episode. It's much more thoughtful and you get all the pieces instead of just like these parts that made me really mad. Um, (laughs) The parts where your amygdala kicked in and you're, you're just remembering it out of fear. Yes. (laughs) So in this, this, this part kind of goes back to the responsibility of content and where it's placed Mm -hmm. because we, a term that's thrown around a lot is algorithm and like mm. what the algorithm wants. And yeah. like the algorithm isn't a person. It's like a bunch of people that made a software to be an algorithm. Right. It's right. like built and it's not supposed to be malicious, but like the algorithm favors mm-hmm. bad content, right. like anti-vax content or like one thing that I thought of was like Caitlin Bennett, the mm. Ohio state. Yeah. Ken, what is it? Ohio Kent state? state, Kent state. She was yeah. just at Ohio state. Yeah. Um, well, it's not that it, it benefits the, that type of content. I mean, it benefits that kind of content, but it doesn't like that kind of content. It just sees that that kind of content is getting interacted with. Yes. Right. So like bad, bad things and things that enrage people. So right. like the gun girl or, 
anti-vax things mm-hmm. or you know anything that's inherently bad yeah gets likes gets engagement gets comments gets people sharing it and it's like right. can you believe this and right. then it just like shoots it up in the algorithm and that's what is favored yeah and that's <laughs> so part of like, why people think everything's so shitty right now is because that's all they see is because other people keep yes. quote tweeting stuff it's like man this sucks and yes. then it just keeps popping up to the top of yes everything so yeah here and that 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 kind of th- it could just be said for so many things um and i mean this is this algorithm is used in a lot of different ways so like when you google something so if i googled um aj Fileri, the first thing that i would see is not the most relevant thing on aj Fileri. it's what is monetized so mm. like oftentimes when you google somebody their wikipedia page doesn't come up their youtube videos come up which oh. google owns youtube so the youtubes make money interesting, <laughs> in interesting. turn gives google money so yeah. like I never, I never really thought about that until like, yeah, I realized like, I was, oh shit, that I was is... right now years old when I realized that. Yeah, I was yeah. today years old. So like, I mean, I thought, <laughs> I thought that like when I Googled something, it meant that I was getting the most relevant results, right. but I'm getting the results that are monetized. Right. And that, that just like what, blows <laughs> that is used in so many different capacities. Mm-hmm. Like the bad content that I don't want to see that makes me mad is going to always be the first thing that I see when I go on Facebook or Twitter. Like, my God, that sucks. And that's why he goes into, Scott uh, Galloway goes into like how he thinks a soft revolution is happening Mm. because he brought up the point of like, when there is such an income inequality in a place, it usually balances out, which is good. Mm -hmm. So like when Jeff Bezos owns so much and he makes more in a second than yeah. i will ever make yeah. in my whole entire life right like that should balance out in a society but it usually comes at like the form of war or revolution or mm-hmm. like famine <laughs> like mm-hmm. like bad stuff so like he says that people are catching on to this and people are understanding more and like they're not just like googling something and not thinking anything of it mm-hmm. like which is what i up until now have you know yeah have done i thought that i was getting the best results but i was just <laughs> right people are paying more attention they're res- responsibly consuming media a little bit more hey um, which is good and um <laughs> this is bleeding into politics a little bit more because where the one thing that he said that the the most the thing that popped off the most for me mm-hmm. when sis popped off the most when he said that we have had so much prosperity since 2004 since the beginning i mean not 2004 that's mm-hmm. not when the internet started but like since the beginning of the internet up until now we have had so much prosperity but no progress so 30 year olds now are not as successful and aren't as making as much money as their parents were when they were 30 right can't buy houses you can't care for your children you can't care for your parents when they get old and mm-hmm. sick like there's just give and take of like we have basically we have more power in our phones than we did on Apollo 13 like the, <laughs> yeah. like we have so much we have everything at our fingertips and like you know back in my day like we didn't have like we have so much mm-hmm. we have so much we can get groceries delivered within two hours free delivery with Amazon we can then watch TV on a huge TV and watch mm-hmm. all the content that we ever want like we have so much at our fingertips but we can't even afford healthcare. Like that's the give and the take of like, we have had so much prosperity, but we have had no progress and we can't afford anything that our parents did. We will not be able to have a house (laughs) because like mortgages are so high. And like, Mm -hmm. this is really, when you think about it, this bleeds into politics a little bit of Mm -hmm. like rooting for the people that want that change and see that inequality happening that don't take 
campaign funds by billionaires or not yeah. billionaires. I'm not going to point anybody out, but Mike Bloomberg adding Mike Bloomberg. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Like people, there are people, there are candidates that see this inequality and have these things on the forefront of their, their ticket and see that tech companies mm-hmm. should no longer be conglomerates and Jeff Bezos cannot own anymore yeah. and needs to pay taxes and... <sighs> Yeah. It's all connected and it yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah. And on the other side of that, bringing up Mike Bloomberg, sorry. Um, <laughs> the other side of that, he has hired uh, this contingent of memers yes. that call themselves Meme 2020 to just make memes, whether they're good or bad, they're getting interaction, which means they're being shared or they're yeah. getting engagement rather, which means they're they're bad, feeding the bad algorithm. Bad press is still press. Right. And bad like press that. is press. And, and and that stuff is still showing up on, on my Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's showing up on a lot of people's Twitters. And I mean, that's something that uh, they talked about on Reply All. Yeah. And I think that we talked about, we mentioned once, which was like the Bloomberg dance or yeah. Pete Buttigieg. He had his high hopes dance. Yeah. And like that video, I saw that and I shared, I sent it to you right. and I gave it engagement. Mm-hmm. And like, there's definitely moments where I've given the wrong thing engagement and yeah. I shouldn't have given it engagement. Like, and that's what a lot of people, I really saw that come through with the Ohio, sorry, the Kent State young yes. girl yes. people are like stop interacting with her yeah because you are getting her money like by interacting with her mm-hmm. and sharing her videos that you think are stupid pointing out the ways that they are stupid you're, you're still, still sharing her. this video yeah. she's still it doesn't matter the press she's getting yeah because she's still going to keep making these videos and people are still going to keep sharing them because they suck so bad right. so like it's 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 really about responsible consumption yes but like when you want to talk about something that sucks and you want to use the voice on a platform that was given to you. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's the, it's the, it's a double-edged sword. It, sucks. it is. Yeah. And I'm really just, I want to get, he has a book and I, I'm going to link it in the show notes cause I okay. don't know what it is right now, but he has a few books published Scott Galloway. Yeah. Um, about these tech companies and about how they work. And then there's another one about like the psychology of tech and how mm. we interact with it. And I really want to get into it and I really want to learn more about it because this is just like really skimming the surface of it. Mm-hmm. And like, there's so much more yeah. that I don't know. And that sucks more <laughs> than I need to know. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. just so complicated and it's something that should be simple and is made to be simple and is now just extremely complicated. Right. Yeah. It was made to be simple and then people figured out how to exploit it. Yeah, And now those simple uh, intentions when it was first created have been shifted to be to favor the exploitation. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. And there are like 17 people making more money than we'll ever make. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Mike Bloomberg makes more than every NBA team combined. What? What's your side dish? It's side dish time. Mike Bloomberg looks like a lizard. And I think he has the characteristics of lizard uh-huh. too. He's uh-huh. a lizard man, mm-hmm. and he has a lot of money. Why do we give money to a lizard? Why do we fund a lizard? Mm-hmm. Anyway, my side dish is a song. Yes. Um, hashtag streaming on Spotify right now. Hashtag. I don't know why. I um, this is a new song by an artist that I really like that I've been listening to for a while called Day Wave. That's the artist's name. Not Day Glow. Not Day Glow. Day Wave. Okay. Another indie Day Wave Glow name. Um, all indie bands have the same name. <laughs> Thank you f- to Soccer Mommy for yeah. the music. <laughs> soccer Mommy. Soccer Mommy. <laughs> that was our... That's a quote from Bernie Sanders. <laughs> from a recent rally he had Soccer Mommy play at. <laughs> Thank you to Soccer Mommy. <laughs> 
Anyway, my song is called Starting Again by Daywave. It's a new song that he released uh, over the weekend, I think on Friday, mm-hmm. last Friday, whatever. And okay, here's the thing. Daywave's okay. music, every song sounds the same. Mm-hmm. It's like this filter, the specific filter that he puts on his voice makes him sound the same in every single song. And he has the same characteristics and the same kind of notes and chords. And like a lot of people might not like that. And like in a lot of ways, I usually don't. But there's something so familiar and like good about it because I have expectations. Like I don't have expectations for it. Like I know what I'm getting into when I listen to his music. Okay. And it's very familiar in that way. So I thought maybe there was like like a glimmer of hope that this song would sound different than all of his other music. But like it doesn't. Okay. It sounds like a little bit more um, advanced, but it still is his sound Mm -hmm. and it's good. And it's called Starting Again. And it's very, it sounds like spring. And I really oh, like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds like a new beginning. It sounds like starting again. You know what I mean? You love um, you love artists with the name Day just making songs about <laughs> starting over. Wow, look at me! <laughs> I can't believe my brand is so exposed right now. Um, That's a reference to Day Glow's album, also being about entering uh, a new phase of life. Yes. So anyway, it's just like I really, really like songs that make me. F- feel like i'm listening to it in a season yeah like, oh, i love that yeah that this feels like spring and i heard it and it was sunny out and i was like it felt so warm yeah to listen to and i loved it and so could we play it at the end yes okay great <laughs> what's uh what's your side dish <laughs> my side dish is a book it's memories of ice by steven erickson you're holding it right now i'm holding it in my hand it's so large oh oh that was a good one nice um <coughs> I can say that because I have the headphones on. Tara does not. Um, I could feel it. Sure. So this is the third book in Steven Erickson's 10 book, or, sorry, 10 novel long series, uh, The Malazan Book of the Fallen. Wow. Uh, so full disclosure, I am producing uh, a podcast about reading through this series, uh, which is why I've picked this book up. Right. Uh, th- that podcast is called 10 Very Big Books. I talked about it a while ago. Uh, it's doing better than ever. We are... <laughs> We we just started our, our third season there, uh, reading through Memories of Ice. It's a great time. We interviewed the author for a second time. Uh, it was also very cool. Um, but we're entering the flex zone over here. <laughs> sorry, really good. This this book is really really good. I I tried. I didn't read the first book because I was like, this is a fantasy novel. I'm not super into high fantasy. This is too many pages. I can't do this. I tried to read the second book. I I got behind with where they were on the podcast mm-hmm. and then it was just kind of hard to to catch up and and it was kind of a chore to read at some points. This one I picked up and started reading it with them yeah. the the hosts of Temporary Books. Um and so I'm actually doing the read through as I edit the show like I'm I'm I am experiencing the show as much as I am creating the show. Wow, nice. Uh which is an interesting uh duality, I guess. I don't know. I want to say that that gives you a little bit more a little bit more insight. Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely made me. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely made me better at producing the show. But this book is also just genuinely really, really good. Right. Uh, I'm having a great time with it. There's a lot of fantasy stuff in here. So if you don't like high fantasy, then you probably won't like it. But if you do like fantasy at all, you laugh. I hear you laughing a lot. Yeah. The the chapter five of this book was extremely funny because it brought back a character from the first book who's just a big old goofball. And, and, and we, love I, a goofball. Yeah, we love a goofball, but it really does say something that I've, I've dog-eared a couple pages here 
Uh, and one of the ones I dog-eared was this whole soliloquy about death and dying. And another one was just about a table flying through the air. And like, Interesting. <laughs> it's just like, there, there's so much in this book outside of just the really good characters and, and the good storytelling and stuff. It's just like, it's, it's well, no, I guess that, that is what it is. The good, really good characters and the, the really good storytelling. It's a pleasure to read. I had a great time with it. It is kind of intimidating to look at. Oh, sure is. Yeah. Especially you see it and it's large and then you open the page. And the, the and font is very small. You need a magnifying glass to read yeah. it, but like go off, um, I guess. Uh, Steven Erickson was an anthropologist turned author. Um, so he has spent time all around the world doing all kinds of like archaeological digs and stuff. Interesting. And has experienced a lot of uh, different areas of the world. And he takes that experience and puts it into these books it's really, really cool. And also one final fun fact about this series is that he was really, 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 really into D&D growing Dungeons up. And Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, growing up, um, which is the tabletop role playing game where you can just be whatever you want and mm -hmm. you tell a story with your friends. And some of the main characters, some of the, the big characters in this book are characters that he and his friends played as. Oh, that's cute. So like Caladan Brood, who is a, a main character in this book, was one of his D&D characters. And Anna Anamander Rake, who's also a big character in this book, was another one of his D&D characters. And like the, the, the world of Malazan is the world that they created in D&D with him and his friends growing up. Aww. It's really, really cool. Uh, and for someone who, like me, who has played D&D since I was in, you know, sixth, seventh grade, whatever it was seeing it used in in that way is is really cool Aww. um so love that memories of vice by steven erickson it's the third book if i i don't want to recommend the first two books and i also am hesitant to recommend listening to <laughs> the synapses of the first two books on my podcast that I produce, but I would recommend to do it like that. <laughs> listen to 10 very big books, listen to the first two seasons of 10 very big books. Yeah. And then start reading memories of ice on your own. Right. Um, because, go, go to your local bookstore. Yeah. Look at the book. Yeah. If the, yeah, yeah. If you, <laughs> definitely look at the page count and the words, the, the font, maybe just listen to the podcast. Yeah. If your eyes hurt, mm -hmm. maybe just listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that'll anyway. be linked in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so you can give that a listen. It's a very good podcast. I Thanks. don't have any interest in reading <laughs> Steve Eric Erickson's book. Yeah. Or that kind of world, but I listen to clips of the show and mm -hmm. it makes me very happy and it, it's very funny. And Thanks. I, the characters are very likable on your podcast. <laughs> so Yeah. And if you're intimidated to listen to the podcast, it's it's one person who has read all of the books, someone who has read some fantasy, and then uh, a third host who has read no fantasy. She's read Twilight. So she's, she's read Twilight and she's read Hunger Games. Yeah. And so that is that is her level of... Uh, knowledge coming into this and she is now really enjoying the third book as well. Yeah, so there's a um, lot of different perspectives. It's, it's, it's very good. Yeah, we get a lot of tweets and emails and people are just like, oh, this is exactly how I felt the first time reading it. I'm so glad that <laughs> India awesome. who is, is the host. I'm so glad that India is echoing my exact thoughts. Um, so that's great. It's really accessible. It's really fun to listen to. And the third book, Memories of Ice, is really, really good. And I think you should pick it up. Sure. So All right. That's kind of a big side dish, but there it is. It's Yummy. nine. It's, it's 900 pages. So we're I full. <laughs> we're full. All right. Yeah. Uh, so thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Yep. Why are you hitting her with a rock? <laughs> that's what I sounded like. <laughs> oh, that's another TikTok. Yeah, it's a TikTok. Um, so if you have uh, any recommendations for media that we should responsibly consume, yes. or if you want to talk to us yes. about any of the media that we've already responsibly consumed, yes. please reach out to us on Instagram at please consume responsibly. Yes. On Twitter at please consume. Yes. Uh, or you can email us at please consume responsibly at gmail.com. Uh, links for all of that will be in the show notes. And uh, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. Helps us 
out so much um tell a friend if you like our podcast give a give us a little sh- word of mouth marketing we stand because yeah. we want to stay off of facebook and we don't want to use it <laughs> okay we don't want to use it all right wow you just did the whole thing on your own thank you I so did. much thanks so much for valiant vermin uh oh. for giving us our intro music our our theme music and our in our break music uh she will be linked in the description the show notes yes the song is called um, chip and dip chip of course <laughs> You have to say that. Thank you. Um, and uh, th- 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 that's all, folks. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why. Oh my god! I said it. I don't know why I said it. Get oh, me out of so here. Bye. Great. See you next week. Oh, two weeks. Bye. <laughs> Like I